0: Hello and welcome to the Authentic Wednesday podcast. Is your host, Bianca Hughes. Yes, we're still on a podcast pause. However, I am not leaving you hanging and we do have some encore episodes. So this encore episode is... The one I shared my story of having genital herpes, I had my friend Justin DeBalls interview me on this episode. It is really one of the top episodes and I just want to share. I got so many texts from people I knew personally, emails, phone calls, DMs. Um, I even ended up helping someone and, and, and coaching someone through their story of Shall I say not their story, but just really coaching through someone of their recent diagnosis and help helping them through that. Um, we entitled it entitled "Take Your Power Back," and that was great. That was fun, and just seeing the changes. So so much came out of this episode that you're about to hear where I'm sharing my story and I remember being nervous at first when it came out but once it came out I was just so grateful because of the response and people needing to hear it and it being shared so many times. So we're gonna go ahead and get into this conversation where I'm being interviewed but sharing my story of genital herpes to help set so many people free. So let's get into the episode. I don't feel like everyone needs to know, but I just feel like as I'm continuing to do my work on authenticity and mm-hmm. be a leader in that and in vulnerability, I definitely feel like that's God will be like you're going to be a really vulnerable person that this is one of those things that needs to be said and I feel like it's probably the probably the biggest thing in the closet for me. I, I don't think anything else I'm really like private about and I really want to be part of breaking that stigma. Of gentle herpes and helping people release some of that shame. Hello, and welcome to the Authentic Wednesday podcast. Each week, my guests and I share our vulnerable behind the scenes stories of giving ourselves permission to take off our masks, let go of our expectations, and embrace our own path of freedom and authentic connection. I'm your host, Bianca Hughes, a lover of authenticity and a licensed professional counselor in Georgia. Hello and welcome to the Authentic Wednesday podcast. I am your host, Bianca Hughes, and if it's your first time, welcome, welcome. And if it's not your first time, welcome back As always, it is a pleasure to have you on this podcast. So today is episode 35, and this is a very important show personally for me. It's one of my biggest authentic moments on the show. I don't want to have a spoiler alert, so let's go ahead and get into the conversation as I have a dear friend, Justin DuBose, helping me with this episode. So everyone, today's episode is going to be a bit different and it's going to be a bit different because I want to share a personal story with you guys and I'm going to have a really good friend of mine and a business partner, Justin DeBowles, to interview me um, because I feel like it's, what shall I say, have a conversation and I feel like it's, it's a topic that needs uh, two people on here to just kind of have the conversation. So he will be asking all the questions <laughs> and I will be sharing today. So Justin, over to you.
1: Well, the ball is in my court. Let's get right down to it. So I am giving Bianca the space to share and talk about something that's very important to her. First off, let me say she's being very brave. And she's being very strong in bringing this forward today. So Bianca, what would you like the world to know? And what would you like to share with the good people today?
0: Yeah, I want to share with everyone. And this is something that I knew I would always share one day. I just didn't know when. But I want everyone to know that I have gentle herpes. I know some people will be like, what? And I have had this, gosh, I don't even know how long now, maybe 18 years. When you hear my story, you'll hear why it's hard to kind of identify. But yeah.
1: 18 years. Imagine living with something for 18 years and having to keep it bottled up when engaging in conversations with people, especially on an intimate basis. Again, you're strong for bringing this forward. If I can ask, why bring it forward now? Why are you
0: sharing um gosh when you say it like that it is bottled up and I think that the weight was just too much in a sense that I don't feel like and this is just not I don't feel like everyone needs to know but I just feel like as I'm continuing to do my work on authenticity and mm. be a leader in that and in vulnerability I definitely feel like that's God will be like you're gonna be a really vulnerable person that this is one of those things that needs to be said and I feel like it's probably the probably the biggest thing in the closet for me I, I don't think anything else I'm really like private about and I really want to be part of breaking that stigma of gentle herpes and helping people release some of that shame that comes along and ensure people are educated because you know if you're not educated you're ignorant and ignorant things happen and and offset.
1: That's so true. That's so true. Without without education, people tend to people tend to fall susceptible to ignorance significantly more. I heard you say you wanted to break that stigma mm-hmm. surrounding genital herpes. And I think I love that you touched on education pertaining to it. Because I think a lot of people don't understand the facts about genital herpes. There, could you could you give us some facts about that?
0: Yeah, I'm not the facts expert, okay? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not this doctor. The facts are, you know, herpes, you know, we're talking about gentle herpes and people always sometimes forget that there is cold sores are a form of herpes. That's true. I learned today that shingles are a form of herpes, but I think the thing about gentle herpes is because it's caught in something as intimate as sex is you know, a lot of some of where the stigma comes, you know, let's just talk about it. You know, you get sores, breakouts. Um, And I would say definitely at the beginning, I got more. I don't get as many now. Of course, things like stress, the way I eat and -hmm. and take care of myself. I definitely believe in the power of prayer and things like that. Also um, have an impact on that. And so gosh, I should have written down that statistic, but let me see.
1: By all means, you can look it up from doing my own research, knowing what we were coming forward with today. I know I've seen that the numbers are much higher than people would ever imagine. Um, And it's because of the various different types that there are out there that the numbers of individuals that just have a form of herpes, it's much higher than people would, would imagine. Much higher.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So like. <laughs> it's so funny. You, you Google it and it says here. You Google gentle herpes statistics, mm-hmm. right? And it says here very common.
1: Absolutely, same thing. And it came up more than three million cases per year in the U.S. And when you think about the U.S. having a population of three hundred million, then you realize three million people is one percent of the population. So one percent of the population gets this a year,
2: mm-hmm.
1: per year. It's it's more common than people realize, which is interesting considering the the myths and the misconceptions and the stigma that's mm-hmm. around it so prevalently when such a large population probably has it.
0: Yeah. And and I like what the CDC says gentle herpes is a common STD. Mm-hmm. And most people with gentle herpes infection do not know they have it.
1: I agree. i, I You know what? I would believe that. I would actually believe that.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you know, we don't know because it's actually not tested on as an STD until, unless. You request it.
1: I was going to say, you have to ask for it, don't you?
0: Yep. It's yeah. not a standard test. You have to request the test.
1: You have to go. You have to actually seek out to see whether you have it. It's COVID all over again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, co- well, yeah. <laughs> yes, you got to look for it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because many people are going to be asymptomatic. I mean, because I'm looking up at the whole, called the herpes simplex which includes both the oral and the genital. And it's, yeah, it's, it, the statistics would, the statistics back it up that a lot of people may be dealing with it and don't even know.
2: Yeah.
1: And then when they discover that they have it, oh, I can imagine the fear and a plethora of emotions that they probably go through. Yeah. I mean, Um, how did you discover?
0: So this is why I said about the time. I Mm -hmm. remember going for, um, to the gynecologist and just getting a regular checkup. And this is back in London. I remember them saying that, oh, what's that? I think you might have herpes,
1: but I don't know because... I love how they were super casual about it.
0: Yeah. And it wasn't wasn't really confirmed. And I was like, okay, well, what do I do with this? And so I guess I just was like, well, he didn't say yes. And he didn't say no. And I was like, well, I choose no. That, I guess, would be denial.
1: Which is an appropriate response, actually.
0: Yeah. Mostly
1: <laughs> <people are being laughs> it's a very appropriate response. It's it's, it's, expect, it's expected if you were yeah. to be told that and you were, oh, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think I may have been maybe 22 at the time, okay. maybe okay. around that. That's about, no,
1: that's about right. If you said 18 yeah. years.
0: Yeah, around yeah, that. That's around all
1: I'm going to say, because I'm not going to say your age. Um. <laughs> I
0: say it all the time. Everyone knows. So around that age, you know, I'm not going to be put numbers on it. And so I went into denial. But um, that weighed heavy on me. Mm-hmm. And um, I I did have a social partner and, well, a boyfriend and social partner, a boyfriend, trying to think mm-hmm. who, who I told first. And um when I told them they was very receptive because, well, I said to them, I didn't know. This is what was said. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I had this conversation and I really didn't have any issues or, um, any outbreaks or anything like that. And I, I remember at the time, um, calling people and trying to find out like, did you have anything or anything like that? Actually, I may have been younger than that. I may have been like 20. Mm -hmm. And,
1: um, We'll say early 20s. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so I, and they were like, no, no, no. And that's another thing. I have felt guilty for not knowing where I got it from, but Mm -hmm. I don't feel like anyone needs to be because you just don't know, like I'm saying. And if someone doesn't know they have it, they could be carrying it and shedding and not know.
1: Oh, and if I can, if I can ask a question pertaining to that, what type of anxiety were you feeling upon realizing this? even the uncertainty of not necessarily knowing if you have it Mm -hmm. and then having to realize that I may have to have a difficult conversation with somebody to inform them. And there's no telling how they're going to respond. Two things. How was your anxiety surrounding that? If you had any at all. And two, how did you find the strength to do that?
0: So, so remember this is why we're in London and I'm like, right. to, at this time I'm trying to right. figure out and cause no one can say anything. I'm like, well, maybe it's not true. So I get to um, America. I'm 26. And I remember going to a dermatologist and I got tested, not for that. It was actually regarding um, something else I was experiencing. I had a, um, a hair issue with my scalp mm-hmm. for a few years. And so And I remember asking them because I I do feel like I had a sore and he, and he looked at it and he was a dermatologist and he actually confirmed it. So I think like, that's the time where I really accepted that. And that was, I was probably about 26 at that time. Mm. And that's when it really like dawned on me. And, um, it was just like, how do you tell people like, I just felt so disgusted, so embarrassed, Mm -hmm. especially because I didn't take precautions earlier on or really take it seriously and felt a bit frustrated because it wasn't Mm -hmm. confirmed. And, you know, I really deal with, you know, the perfectionism being rejected and shame. And so um, why would I want to tell anyone?
1: Why? I appreciate that, that part. Right. I appreciate the whole response. I really appreciate that one because I think that's what people really feel whenever something like that, as I say, pops up in their life Mm -hmm. is, Oh, I I, I don't, I don't want to tell anybody this. (laughs) And that's a tough mental moral battle Mm -hmm. to really have to come forward and say, look, man, or look, you know, look, girl, I got to talk to you.
0: Yeah. So, um, so I didn't, Tell anyone mm-hmm. I still had sex, and i didn't uh and I remember I'm just that person I just can't hold anything in and lie, and <laughs> I can't and it weighs so heavy and I remember telling mm-hmm. one person I told after we so had sex, and oh my god i they were just so confused so scared and they were asking me all these questions and I couldn't answer and I was so apologetic and I just felt so bad Mm -hmm. and they well actually no someone else before that I don't think we had we didn't have intercourse it was it was um it was oral sex he gave me oral sex and then I told them like a few months later and wow yeah, (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. At the time, I guess for me, at the time, I wasn't shedding. So why would I tell anyone? I didn't have any sores. I didn't have right. anything like that. So why would I? And I remember telling that person they were devastated and wouldn't talk to me again. Yeah. oh yeah. And we actually like developed a friendship and we actually ended up being friends again. And after a while, we were so they would devastate. Oh, my God. They would
1: devastate. If I can ask, and you can easily say no to this. Did he end up contracting? No, none of them Okay, did. Okay. Um, It would not, obviously it would not impact how I see you or anything of of our relationship or anything of the sort, but it's just, that is a fear that a lot of people I would imagine have Mm -hmm. is that if you do, if you were to ever do something with someone that has genital herpes, Mm -hmm. that you got it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of, I think one of the biggest myths that surround this is that understand like with most STDs, you have got to have, there has to be some level of transfusion between the two bodies for anything to be shared if the person is asymptomatic at that time nothing's going to happen
0: well actually maybe not because you can still shed and not be okay so you may not
1: have a a sore
0: or anything like that but you can
1: still shed okay i actually stand corrected on that thank you
0: yeah so they were devastated. I told someone else i had slept with and they took it really hard and one more person and um, they were okay. Um, okay. I just told them, I just didn't know what to tell you. I just couldn't. It's like, well, you should have and why didn't you? But they were really actually understanding. Like as I'm talking about it now, like the ones that I did and didn't tell them and um, mm-hmm. told them after they're really forgiven towards me. Like. I, I, I'm actually very lucky.
1: You know what's interesting is I get that though. I I get that at if you if you genuinely built up a care for somebody, I could see that when that's brought to you, you you uh you process it very quickly, you know, (laughs) and you go through all five stages immediately and reach that level of acceptance to say, you know, okay, Mm -hmm. what are we gonna do? Mm -hmm. Approach it with more of a we mindset instead of a ignorant I don't like you I don't want to talk to you mindset which at the same time though that's also relatively appropriate as well but I'm glad that you have had partners that have been understanding and cooperative yeah throughout this ordeal
0: so and I think the last time was you know the person who was absolutely devastated and Mm -hmm. I vowed I would not do that again um and I didn't I haven't um, of course I'm, I'm absent now, but, um, I probably had, you know, some other people I did sleep with after. I remember one, so talking about telling, I do remember telling someone and mm-hmm. they did not want to have sex with me. How and did you was, deal with that? That was tough. At that point, I wasn't, I hadn't taken my power back at that point. And because I hadn't taken my power back and I was allowing them to dictate my worth. I felt dirty. Um, I felt unlovable. I felt worthless. And so, and then I remember another person and I was just so scared and they was like, that's cool. That's okay. And they were cool. And I, so I think experiences like that help you um, along Definitely. the way to that shame and that anxiety I think my biggest one is oh my god um telling my mom
1: Oh I told my mom Okay please elaborate on that one for me if you don't mind
0: Um I don't even remember why or how it came about Maybe I was having a bad time or a bad moment I, I don't know why but I just felt like I think again it goes back to that heaviness cuz my friends knew there were some of my friends who knew but my mom didn't know. And I was like, mm, I think I should tell my mom. OK. I think I should tell my mom. So anyone who's listening on this, like, I think she's the only family member that knows. So, yeah, that was hard. And she just was very like, thank you for telling me.
1: Excellent. Yeah. yeah.
0: So those are the, the the hard moments.
1: Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Who else have? I mean, I know you shared it with some partners. You shared it with um, your mother. Mm hmm. You've shared it with me. Mm-hmm. And I remember when you shared it with me, I was like, I remember shrugging my shoulders, saying, okay, we continued our conversation as usual. Yeah. Um, and then I remember saying, thank you for, you know, thank you for telling me. I definitely see that as a sign of trust that you would bring that to me. And mm-hmm. it actually deepened our relationship.
0: Yeah. Um, Who else yeah, have you told? Just friends along the way. And um, which actually some of the friends, actually, you know, when I think about it, The guy's response, like when I think about some of my guy friends and we're having a conversation, I remember a really close friend of mine and um, I told him and he was so supportive. Like, you know, this is not you. Right. Happen. Right. Um, You know, you're not dirty. Like, don't let anyone put you down for that. Right. And I think as a woman coming from a guy that was really encouraging and really helpful. And then just sometimes just it would drop with other friends and girlfriends and they would be supportive. And but it's funny that that not that the girls, women weren't supportive, the men were too. But I feel like it was more powerful because they were the opposite. Right.
1: The Opposite sex that you Mm -hmm. that you obviously, uh, being heterosexual, have an interest in. So, right. Those are the ones that could really affect they could really affect how you view Mm -hmm. yourself internally. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad they were supportive.
0: And in conversations with friends and, and people, you just realize actually how common it is.
1: That's the part I was waiting on. I would liken it if I could liken it to anything, having, of course, not experienced it is um, the miscarriage myths mm. and how miscarriages occur so often. But mm-hmm. when it happens to a woman, you get that. And I only say that because my wife, of course, had one, um, which she's open about. I don't that's why I don't mind sharing that. But when it happens, you feel as if something's wrong with you and you find out through talking to people that oh this is more common than i ever would have thought and so i'm glad to hear that you've had a similar experience in talking with people about about genital herpes just how many people are living with this and dealing with this and god i can only imagine how many people are probably dealing with it in silence
0: yeah and that's what i don't want people to do you know i don't want people to yeah. be in silence i don't want people are speaking to someone and they're going to be you know, on, on on the podcast and talking, you know, part two of this, which is a life <laughs> coach and I found out that people are, you know, suicidal.
1: I could imagine so, because they immediately feel as if
0: Yeah. Their oh, life is over. A family. Right. And you just have to get educated. You have to know. You have to understand. Like of course, one of the things that does you know, I have to be honest, I might not be able to have a vaginal birth. If I'm having a breakout, the baby can't come out through the canal, right? You've got to have a cesarean, and so and so you feel guilty because you know those are based on choices I made, and you know some of those those choices were reckless; they weren't good, and so you. It's like you still have to face and live with. I think it's the fact because you know herpes is you know says it's, it's lifetime, but you know I always believe in healing, but that you have to live with this, and so you get a reminder. Like I haven't had an outbreak in a long time. I had one a few months back and I just felt so down and so mad because it was like, I forgot. I was like, you again, like, why are you here? Like, like I've seen you forever. Like, why are you back? Like, what are you doing here? And you just be like, Oh, okay. You again. And so, you know, you get that, that, reminder at the beginning but you know you know you have to take slow and you have to be gentle with yourself because sometimes it can be really tiring and stuff when you have an outbreak and so you just have to go easy on yourself and things like that but yeah yeah we're not alone we're not alone and that's why I really want to do this um because you know gentle herpes doesn't have a face like you can't it, look at someone. You can look at me and tell me I have general. You can't... Oh, she's beautiful. She's a
1: great... I was, I'm glad you hear you say it because I was just about to say the same thing. She's is fun. For yeah. those that see Bianca in real life, Bianca is stunning. Bianca turns heads. She pulls a lot of attention. And so you would never look at her and have any sort of inkling of a thought.
0: Mm-hmm. And that goes back to um, one of the things that is so important. Mm -hmm. is now I know that I have it and now I'm educated about it. Mm -hmm. Um, It really makes you think about STDs. And so again, I'm celibate. I I always tell people, you know, just when we worked in a hospital together, you know, when you would see those charts and we're not even in a medical hospital and you would see charts and you would
1: see the STDs. What they had. And you're like, whoa, really?
0: And you're like... (laughs) And it, to me, it was just like, wait a minute, I, we're not in a regular hospital. Like, why am I seeing this so often? Yep. And so it's just a reminder. Like, I, I, I think people have a conversation. It's like, well, you know, you got to make sure you got, you know, you get an SCT test right. before having sex. And the people are like, why? what? Hey are you crazy? Like, do you
2: they not know? know?
0: You like, probably if, do it. If <laughs> I know that I lied and was deceptive there, I know there's people out there. Doing
1: it. I would even go a step further, Bianca. You pride yourself, even from a younger age, of having authenticity and vulnerability. There are many people in this world who do not do that. Even with you, even with those being foundations that you stand upon, there were time periods when you even, you wavered. Like, I'm not going to say this. I'm not going to bring this forward. And I would, I would be willing to classify you as a pretty damn good person. <laughs> so that being said, I could imagine the number of people who are out there that would not say a thing, especially considering about how it's not only so common but it's also one that is not fatal. So people have a lot of people would say nothing. So I agree with you. It's it's as scary as the conversation may be to have with someone about, hey, no, you need to get tested before we it needs to be had. I agree.
0: Mhm. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for your safety and for theirs. Right,
1: for all parties involved, yeah. guys. Sex is an agreement between two people. <laughs> it really is. A- agreements in any other in any other aspect of life, agreements have contracts. Mm-hmm. Your yeah. test is a contract. But if I can ask you, what really helped you get through?
0: Um, of course, acceptance.
1: Okay.
0: I, I, well starting with what I caused and the pain I caused. I probably only ever caused pain like that one other time in my life to people. And, um, because it's betrayal, right? It feels like it. Yes. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, that was the first step. And, you know, having to get honest and be honest and realize that, wait, I'm not going to do this. This is, this is real. So beginning that thing of acceptance, and acknowledge mm-hmm. and, and and not being in denial. And I think around, not around the same time, but no, it wasn't the same time. Um, you know, a few years later, just really working on myself and getting closer to God and understanding my worth. And my worth is not in, you know, gentle herpes does not define me. That's not who I am. Correct. It's something that I have. And that's what goes back to taking the power back. I'm no less of a person because I have gentle herpes. Correct. Um, recognizing there may be some people that may not be okay with it. Um, like I've talked about before, getting my education and really understanding it instead right. of making it this thing that, oh my God, is with you it's- for life, that you're just dirt. So getting the facts and knowing what I have to do, and not allowing it to define me and being confident, like that's your choice. And I'm still dope. Like it's not, oh, that's your choice. And oh God, that really means I'm no I'm trash. I'm I'm worthless. Like no one wants me. I think that having that confidence, I think the way you speak about it and having the confidence changes how people respond to you. I, I agree that. Mm -hmm. I I like that a lot. And it's like, it's presented as an option. This is what it is. Go get your education and you decide, you know, I'm cool. If you're not, that's cool. Like either way we're cool, but it's important for you to be informed.
1: So where would you say you are now?
0: Oh, I'm
1: June 10th, 2020. Where are you now?
0: I'm on this podcast sharing with the world and taking an even braver step. I was watching, this is actually Stephanie that I was following, and she was a life coach for people with gentle herpes. And I was like, oh, my God, she on here? Just sharing it with the world? And so I just happened to come upon her, like, I was looking up shame stories on No More Shame. And then um, then I was like, well, let me see who else is out here. <laughs> I, you know, hashtag gentle herpes. And I saw, I'm like, oh, people out here sharing? Now, like, it's cool. <laughs> so in my generation, you don't speak out. <laughs> you don't. And right. of course, in the black community, definitely in the Caribbean community, you not telling everyone your business. And so that's where I am now. Is like, I don't care because it's bigger than me. That's where I am. Mm-hmm. This is bigger than me. This is not about well, if I share, like, is that going to, guys are going to know prehand? hand Well, good. <laughs> you know, prehand. hand like you are very well informed. Now mm-hmm. you can make a, a very informed choice. So it's, it's not where I am is it's not about me. This is, this episode is, it's not about me. This is helping. And I'm really hopeful that it sets other people free and Um, You might not tell the world, but you may begin to take your power back. If anything, I want you to take your power back. If you're listening to this and you have that diagnosis, and if you're with someone or you meet someone that you're more loving and you're more understanding and you're not, you know, looking at them as dirty. So it's, that's why I am. It's bigger than me. And I, you know, we're recording this. And then I think when people actually, when it actually comes out, I'll be like, I feel like like a weight will be
1: lifted. That is exactly what I would want my friend to feel is that weight off her shoulders and that freedom that comes with being who you really are instead of what the world, what the world thinks a person is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you could give people what you've learned along this journey, what would it be?
0: Um, there is so much power and important in being informed okay. of your health, sexual health, physical health. So you can decide what to do with it, like having a diagnosis and then educating yourself on a diagnosis right. and not allowing the world to get you informed. I'm talking about good information. And then in regards to the gentle herpes that, especially to women, men, men don't mind having sex with people with gentle herpes and not do women. But I actually want to speak to the women a bit more. Cause I feel like that's who I can speak to and men will be in shame, but I feel like the women's shame is a bit different because, you know, we have to deal with so much sexually on, mm-hmm. on that front. And, um, like you don't have to settle. You don't have to settle for the press person who accepts you because, you have general fees and he didn't have a problem with it, but you don't really like him.
1: You're expressing that the women can still live your life and own your own yourself, own your power, and really get that self-esteem back that you feel it takes from you, instead of just going for the first person that takes it and saying, I'm not gonna find anyone else. Let me just take let me take him or her and that's it. But yeah. mm-hmm. to actually you can still live a normal life, which includes normal life's choices and discretions.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. You don't have to sell. There are people that are willing to be people with HIV. Yep. Yeah. So it's not a death sentence. It's not. It's not. It's only a death sentence if you allow it to be. So yeah, please take your power
1: back. How would you help people get to this point? Me? How would you, <laughs> what could you do to even help people get to this this strength that you have discovered?
0: I mean, my strength comes from God, from the Lord. Okay, and that comes from knowing, knowing that he loves me just as I am, and actually receiving that and believing that. And there is so much power in love, right? And it just wasn't from him; it was from um, people forgiving me. It mm-hmm. was from, um, gosh, I feel a bit teary. It was like from people forgiving me. It was from friends encouraging me and. Mm-hmm not looking at me any different and 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 empowering me that's love and that all comes from god and so because of that that empowers me that i am love and i love me with all the imperfections
1: i've always said it's our imperfections that make us perfect
0: mm. I like and that.
1: And so that the differences that exist in us, be it they whether you see them as strengths or flaws, those are the things that make you the perfect version of yourself. I love that you had that support network of people that were willing to look past a small portion of you to see the real you and just how amazing and important and influential the real you can be instead of letting one thing define the person that you are. And I think that gave you the strength to not also not let it define who you are.
0: Yeah.
1: You're strong. You're very strong.
0: It's (laughs) not
1: easy to be, it's not easy to be strong in this world, but you found a way.
0: Thank you. So that was a mouthful, wasn't it? I am so happy. I finally got to share that all with you guys. I hope that the information I shared on my personal story and experience has really impacted you. And if you're someone who does have gentle herpes and you're hiding that you can take off that mask and really face it. And if you're not, that you are now more aware. I really hope that you are able to share this information with family and friends please tag the podcast on Authentic Wednesday podcast on Instagram and Facebook. As I always say, you never know who may need to hear this or may need this story. I'm assuming it might just be private a bit more, but I hope that it can really go public and really break that stigma of gentle herpes and change people's lives. Thank you so much again, as always, for listening to the show. If you connected with what you just heard, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You can stay connected by following our Instagram, Authentic Wednesday Podcast, and visiting our website, AuthenticWednesday.com. Remember, authenticity is a journey, not a destination.